0: Watch along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed the return of Bachelors' mom, Heather Ann Campbell.
1: I'm self-proclaimed arbitrary glam battle Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed savior of soccer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Anime, the premier anime podcast where we're talking about Blue Lock, and we are in the final stretch. Ooh. This is the end wow. of the game. Wow. In more ways than one. We we got very little left.
2: There's not a lot left. In fact, there are two episodes we're going to be talking about today. And then after that, there's only two more left, which means this is the second to last episode of our Blue Lock miniseries. That's right. When we
0: finish this, will we be able to play soccer?
2: Yeah, I I do think that's how it works. You just kind of pick it all up. Usually when I watch
1: TV, I... I I can do whatever I saw. It's like that on the show Heroes. There was a show called Heroes on NBC, yeah. And there was a new character introduced in a later season, who her superpower was um, like muscle memory, and she can like study somebody's movement and then do the thing. So I can do that too.
2: I was watching Grey's Anatomy a lot during like deep quarantine, mm-hmm. um, and then when we got out of it. Uh, I, you know, I was in a situation where I was on a plane. And someone was like, is there, "Is there a doctor here?" And I was like, "I got this."
1: Yeah. And, you know, they didn't make it, but I gave it a good shot. But you, you, hey, nobody else stood up. Exactly. If you, if, if you know what, I remember, I remember reading about this, and I remember Mark Wahlberg saying that if he was on that plane, it would have gone differently. Yeah. He's uh, just saying that about every plane. That's what he does. He's just always saying it. Said it to Sully. Mm-hmm said it to the missing Malaysian plane. Sully was like it worked out. I was like what you, what do you want from Sully me? Sully got so, Sully tried to fight Mark Wahlberg. It was really crazy. Yeah. Oh. I I get money on Sully in that matchup. All uh, right. All right.
0: I think Wahlberg would have punched out the goose. Is the
1: application yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think the so. Sully flight. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Yeah, or, or prayed really hard at him from what I understand it he's like now. Um which is fine. I- he even said that if he was a
2: voice in Pixar's Planes, that movie would have turned out differently.
1: It would have been a smash hit. Yeah, yeah. If, it if it wasn't Dane Cook, I think.
2: That's right. Dane Cook plays Dusty, the the crop duster.
1: I here's here's the thing. I wish my brain was different. <laughs> I wish I just didn't know that. I wish I could tell you something about like Chaucer or something or uh, anything good. Uh, the you know,
2: planes is the the planes franchise is not good, uh, but there is a joke in planes which is, when <laughs> if you think about the logic of it, it's like impossibly funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's a JFK airport, and the planes there, oh, no. <laughs> the planes at JFK a- airport have John F Kennedy accents like i uh need some uh, room to land uh like it's like they talk like kennedy so it's like wait so kennedy exists and they talk like him because they are at his airport like the logic the logic that's, is so confusing that it becomes incredibly funny
1: that's so funny yeah that's I really think, good
0: i think it means that jfk was a plane who was assassinated and wow then- who was riding in a larger plane, perhaps. And, and I then don't, I don't want to his...
1: this. <laughs> but how did 9-11 happen? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Would it Small wouldn't planes have happened if Wahlberg was there. No, well, that's true. Hijacked
0: a larger plane. <laughs>
1: and, and flew them into planes.
0: Flew them into planes.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, when you put it like that, it is the tragedy of a scale that we can't even imagine. That is, yeah. That's rough. That's rough Yeah, enough. that's rough.
0: Uh, and it's not funny.
2: No. <laughs> no, guys, we shouldn't be joking about this shit. No. and You know what? Honestly, we shouldn't be talking about the planes franchise because that's not anime. No, we should be talking about what we've, been we've been. Anime.
0: what we've been weaving. What we've been weaving? Hi, it's me, Ash Ketchum, and I'm here to ask your favorite question. What have you been weaving?
2: Uh Ash, I'd love to answer if I can.
0: I didn't fucking ask you.
1: Jesus Christ. It's here's I was the thing.
0: I was looking at Matt Apodaca,
1: right, my happy. favorite podcaster. Wow, that's 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 tough to hear, even for he, me. He <laughs> watches,
0: he watches Pokemon. He loves Pokemon. It is he true. does love Pokemon. Unlike that piece of shit Nick Weiger.
1: Wait a minute. I think Nick has a I like Pokemon, an appreciation of Pokemon, yeah, but yeah. Not, appreciation.
0: Uh, my dick.
1: <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah. That's uncalled for. Here, and and here's, the, here's the thing, and I know we, we talked to death about Ash and uh, and how how you introduce yourself to the show. It's always business in front. You get it all out there. That's really yes, great. That's really, really good. I just
0: want us to get into this segment, but somebody's always going to fuck around.
1: And it's t- today it's not going to be me. Mine's brief.
2: All right. Let's hear it.
1: I was behind a couple episodes, or uh, a couple issues, excuse me. On Chainsaw Man. And guys, it is it is it is painful to not be able to really discuss new Chainsaw Man at the length that I wish to discuss it at. The day um, will
0: come, my friend. Oh,
1: the day will come. And I'll be ready. But even just from an artistic standpoint, like from like visually, I'm saying, there's stuff in the new arc that I'm consistently blown away by. That I just mm. am like, it's a, such a treat and a joy to be experiencing. Oof. And I I count Chainsaw Man now as one of my top pieces of media. I love it. I, I loved watching the show and talking about it with you guys. I loved reading it and catching up and getting to this point. <clears throat> Chainsaw Man, is is like my show. Mm-hmm. It's my thing now, basically. Where like, if you could say Evangelion is Heather's show, I feel like well, that's strong too. I don't know if I feel this strongly about Chainsaw Man that Heather feels about Evangelion. It's a bad example, but that's, that's how okay. it's trending right you can,
0: now. You, yeah, I mean, you can that can be a developing experience for you. Yeah, in your also, in your journey. Of anime.
1: Because also, I don't know if I like it more than I like Evangelion. They're also two very different flavors. I'll tell yeah. you what.
0: If the finale of Chainsaw Man is a two-hour movie that features a live-action segment that films the audience and indicts them, then yeah. I, <laughs> I think you could put Chainsaw Man up there at the top.
1: <laughs> I I I would love it nothing more for Chainsaw Man to end with uh it asking the question of the audience what, what the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> 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 uh that's I, I love it yeah but that's 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 it for me i just had i had a couple issues that i was that was sitting on my ipad that i just had to uh, flip through and boy was i happy to flip through it and i can't wait for the next one to come out because where i left off all i'll say is sheesh wow wow well hey speaking of
2: finales i'll go Because I am going to talk about something we haven't talked about much on the show, but uh, Attack on Titan: The Final Season, Part Three, the Final Chapters, Part One. (laughs) Wow! Uh, Which (laughs) air? That fucking sucks, man.
1: I and I know you're going to talk about this because I know that you you watched it. But here's the: I've tried to watch Attack on Titan recently, and I'm just so confused that I just don't even try. Uh it's it start like
2: there's just like a season 1 and that's pretty straightforward but okay. once it starts to get to like season 3 and 4 it gets subdivided and it gets a little bit confusing. Okay. And this is like a, it's it's a typically convoluted way of ending things this actually i should i should note that this this uh, this came out in march i just got around to watching it recently okay. uh, and partly the reason i delayed is because i did i thought there was more coming i was like oh, okay i'll wait for the other parts to come out so i can kind of binge this a little bit but i guess they're the i when i looked into it they're just releasing this hour-long special that's comprised of two episodes Ah, uh, Chapter One: The Rumbling, and Chapter Two: The Sinners. So it's just an hour-long special with these two as one, and then they're going to release, I guess, the rest of it in the fall. Uh, mm. I don't know why quite why they're doing it this way. I don't know why they didn't combine them into one just like feature-length movie or something like this. But it is really cool looking. Uh, you know, I thought they almost could have ended it after the last episode that aired as a part of uh, the final season part two. It almost, that felt like kind of an ending, a very characteristically bleak and hopeless ending, but mm-hmm. I felt like that could have been an end point. Uh, but I guess the manga has more to go. And this one is, you know, I'll just say it's like, as far as, it feels like we've kind of gotten numbed to a beloved character suffering an absolutely gruesome death because that's become such a convention of prestige TV, but still no show quite does it like Attack on Titan. Just, wow. just a prolonged, like, brutal execution of a character that you've liked for a long time um, and kind of knew it was going to end up there. Uh, but, it, you know, it is cool. I, I feel like I'm kind of, like, just want to get to the end of it at this point. Uh, and I'm still also not quite sure what the show is kind of saying it it, it there are times <laughs> when it feels kind of na- like weirdly nationalist, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of is. And, um, uh, but I, but it is, I don't know. I do really like it. I, I uh, here, here's what I'll say. It looks great. The, the way that it, the, the animation, the animated sequences of, cause you know, there's these gigantic, these colossal characters called Titans, uh, who are just, like, basically... Gi- uh, they're basically giants. They're just, like, yeah. they're like huge people. Um, there's a lot more to it than that, but you can kind of think of them like that visually. And then the characters use a- this equipment to sort of Spider-Man around them um, using grappling hooks. And those animations are just absolutely dazzling. Like, they look so cool, and th- this has a-, a bunch of that. It has a bunch of cool combat. Uh, but it also has things like just, like, like, young children... Being smushed into a bloodstain. stain, and it's just like this is fucking upsetting. I don't like looking at this, you know. Just like entire families just being eradicated wholesale, and 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 it's just kind of unrelenting in that sense. So it's a lot to take in, but I don't know. Okay, okay, I'll keep watching it.
0: Huh. It sounds good. As of this record, Fortnite is in- introducing Attack on Titan. Uh, skins and mechanics to the game in conjunction with this the final season part three part one
2: yes release i I think if if you wanted to you could say you could characterize this as as attack on titan the final season part three the final chapters part one chapter one the rumbling and chapter two the sinners which is like eight subtitles that's
0: okay great uh,
1: but
2: it but it is like it this is one of those things where it's mainstream popular i get you know what it's the same as the fucking walking dead it's like that same level of like this is this has such huge mainstream awareness and popularity but when you actually break down what you're watching it's just like a bunch of just absolutely hopeless uh uh, murder and destruction and to what end so i don't know but I, i
1: like it for the spectacle that's it, that's what I've been weaving. Great, it looks dazzling. Like uh, like the animation like does look really cool. Very
2: pretty show. Sounds really cool. Uh, some of the the scoring is from um the composer of Evangelion, whose name I forget.
1: Oh, uh,
0: Shiro Sagisu, right?
2: I'll look it up. Uh, but yeah, that sounds right.
0: Yeah. Boy, I would be a wouldn't be the fan that I thought I was if I hadn't warbled my way through that uh, (laughs) name hey it's my turn by the time this episode airs I will be married wow and
2: congratulations congratulations
0: and this week I made my wedding topper which is two Bandai Gundam kits posed in a loving relationship (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I gotta see that. That's 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 well, great stuff.
0: Technically, technically, one is Darth Vader because Mary, uh, is- lo- she when she was young, she wanted to be Darth Vader. So I got a Darth Vader kit, which is the same scale as the small uh, the master grade Gundam kits, and so it's Darth Vader and a Gundam getting married. I just kind it because it's Mary. like white. It's like a, a a black suit and a white suit, sort of. Yeah, kind of a look. It works. Anyway, that's it. That's all I weaved.
2: Man, Mary's cool. Fuck Mary's made so a... cool.
0: Yeah, she's fuck. <laughs> hey, I'm on the show.
1: I know, but we we know you you know that we know that you're cool. We don't yeah. get to yeah, but no, hang but it out with like Mary you're... all the time.
0: By the time by the time this airs, that that it sounds like you guys are hitting on my wife.
1: Uh oh. No, dude, I would never do that. No, oh, no okay. way. It sounds like. Also, Heather's no, becoming a, a wife that. guy now. It sounds like okay. Should I a Jesse's girl? Honestly, one of the all-time great songs. It's a good yeah. song. But that sounds that sounds great. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I can't wait to see them posed. That's 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 gonna be really nice. I well, thought it's, you were-
0: it's Darth Vader hand out like join me and the Gundam down on one knee taking the hand.
2: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Yeah. that's really good.
2: I, I really thought you were going to have, a, it was going to have an Evangelion theme and I could not think of a character pairing that would be appropriate. <laughs> so no, no, it's no, like, no. Yeah, I
0: think, I think that for the sake of just like, I don't want to, one, I am always terrified that Eva is going to be problematic in the future, mm. that liking it will be like, I read a, a video game review from like 15 years ago that I wrote for a magazine where I referenced Woody Allen and I'm like, woof, that didn't age well. Yeah. And I'm always a little worried that something's going to happen to Eva, uh, but Gundam has been going for 40 years, so putting a Gundam on my cake, that's probably just fine.
2: I was reading that there is a, there are some, um, you know, because there's a whole thing with like, like othering and and genocide is like these big themes and Attack on Titan, and you know, like kind of like a, a, a like like ethnic communities being isolated and persecuted. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like the show is advocating that necessarily, but just the fact that these are present means that the show has begun become like the manga and that the anime have become have developed like an alt right fandom, which is kind of a bummer. Um, But uh, yeah, whatever. Fucking anything you're a fan of could potentially
1: be problematic. Hey, maybe this podcast. Yeah, that's you're the most sick and twisted if you're listening to this. Uh, all right, let's talk about a show that I don't think is
2: problematic. Hopefully, won't be any, any day soon. Any day ever. Talking about Blue Lock. Uh, we're talking about episode 21, I'm Not There, and episode 22, Voice. Episode 21, I'm Not There opens with Ani Tayeri, who is Ego's number two, watching the match action in the previous episode. Nagi has the fake volley, and, which she's like, This is miraculous. This is a miracle. And ego is like a fucking asshole, and is like, "You idiot, you're average. If you think that's a miracle, because there's a formula for miraculous events." And you know what? We're gonna find it out by the time this is all wrapped up. So yeah, just a little bit of a uh, a, a little bit of a of a dialogue scene between the two of them up at HQ. Yeah. Then we're back on the field, and Asagi is like, "I beat Rinatoshi with Nagi." But I want to beat him head on, because uh, that's the next step. I'll also say that, and this is a, I, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm just overemphasizing it, but I feel like the localization seems to use Rin instead of Itoshi. Yeah, and I wonder if that's because for Isagi and Itoshi is in the it would be confusing for Western viewers because they they are kind of similar sounding. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I don't to know think about, but they they do seem to le- to use Rin a lot more. Um, than for the other the other characters, where they use their surnames,
0: it's a shame because Rin is such a like that's such an icy name. It's so mm-hmm. it, it describes his play style so well that I I prefer it, even though I know that that's not what's being said in the vocalization.
2: Yeah, they they they're definitely using it more in the subtitles. I haven't watched the dub, um, so it's tied two two after this goal. Uh, Rin is like I gotta take control he gives it to tokamitsu who's the big meatball of muscle and there, there's some back and forth passing it until Rin gets it back he kicks it to Ryu, the glam guy are uh, you is like there's a test he has to jump up he has to hit it with his chest that's cool to see how much air he gets. And then we get into, and this is like kind of a thing of the, both this episode and the next episode are both of a piece of just like they're just dense on field gamesmanship and sports psychology. There's just a lot of like moves and counter moves. There's a lot of like, I know they're going to do this, so I'm going to do this so that they do this. And the other guy being like, I knew that they knew what they were, thought I was going to do this, so they're doing this so that I do this, so I'm going to do this. And then the other guy being like, I knew that they were going to do this, so I actually was planning on doing this. Like, there's so many, like, thinking, like, so many moves ahead. And that's what we just keep seeing over and over again.
0: I love It's like uh, Sherlock versus Moriarty. 100%.
2: You know, like, yeah.
0: Uh, I knew you were going to look for that uh, clue. Sherlock. So that's why I buried the clue inside of radioactive material. And then it would be like, I knew you were going to bury the clue inside radioactive material, which is why I went back in time and disinvented nuclear energy. Ah, (laughs) but I knew that you were (laughs) like, it's so great.
2: It's the scene in uh, Princess Bride where Wallace Shawn poisons his own glass to, like, try to, like, outthink which one, which glass the other uh, Cariel's is going to take. Uh, so there's, the, the gamesmanship in the sequence is Jigiri has caught up with Aryu. He's forcing him to pass it to Rin. Rin gets it. Rin's going to fake a shot. Nagi anticipates the fake. And Rin anticipates that Nagi was going to anticipate his fake, so he spins past him. But Isagi anticipated that, which Rin himself anticipated, and so he gets it back to Bachira, and then Machira, uh, who's usually a passer, scores himself and puts Team Red up 3-2. to two. So this is Team White basically realizing that Sherlock Moriarty style, that they have been out-strategized. And there's really no-, no way they can overcome him conventionally, so they need to change things up so they're unpredictable. How are they going to get in unpredictable? We're going to find out. Right now, because Asagi maneuvers to get to Rin's blind spot. He gets a pass from Nagi. This play resumes after the goal. But Rin anticipated that, and Asagi's kind of like, what the fuck do I do? But then, you know who's unpredictable? The King Barrow, who comes in and steals the ball (laughs) from his own teammate. So funny. Something that no one could anticipate. It is extremely funny.
0: I watched, so so, uh, because of scheduling, I watched this episode with Mary, which is the only episode of Blue Lock she's ever seen.
1: Wow. So she
0: came in. (laughs) <laughs> ice cold <laughs> no it's like so this guy used to be like a like a child explaining it to an ant
1: mm-hmm. like
0: this this not like an ant like a bug but like their aunt. Uh, yes okay. yeah I anyway it doesn't matter uh so I'm like this person used to be a villain and then every time they beat somebody they they incorporate them and so he that's why what he just did was so funny because she was like why are you laughing
1: and I was like, because he, he stole the ball from
0: his own, because he's a bad guy, but he's on their team. She's like, okay, you know, goes back to like eating her breakfast. Very <laughs> so cool.
2: Um, uh, yeah. She's cool as hell. Uh, yeah, I think the, I think it's uh, this one. You really do need the context of who borrow of Borrows full arc to be able to appreciate this, but it is very funny. And Rin could not anticipate it, and Asagi could not anticipate it. But Asagi's like, if it's not in the playbook. If it's something no one would think of, Rin can't predict it because that's how he's strategizing. Uh, Baro shoots and scores. Now it's knotted up. He's got the equalizer. It's 3-3. So now play resumes again. Isagi has Chigiri mark the guy with the ball, whoever has the ball, aggressively with his speed. That leads to another sort of like, okay, here's a bunch of things that are being, uh, you know, executed and anticipated and reacted to. Rin passes it to Bachira. Chigiri is is on Bachira because he's marking the guy with the ball. Uh, Bachira can't get free but he can pass it to Rin but is like Isagi is going to anticipate that so I get so he gets past Chigiri and Isagi himself but then Barrow comes up to steal it and that was the thing Isagi really anticipated and is like this was all Isagi's plan to bait me into thinking that I had a free path to set up Barrow for a steal which Barrow maybe was going to do on his own uh, this wasn't something that Isagi could have ordered him to do but just something that Isagi could have seen on his own uh, Barrow gets free Rin stops him and clears it. He didn't anticipate it, but he just positioned himself well enough to make a play. And Isagi is like, okay, this is what it comes down to. Whoever controls Barrow will control the field, and whoever controls the field is going to win the match. Then we get a little Bachira action, and Bachira is like, this is great. This is the football I dreamed about. This is what my monster like you know promised me. We got Isagi and Rinatoshi. They're going at it at such a high level. This is like what I wanted to experience when I got into blue lock. Okay. Now Isagi is like, everyone's getting fatigued yeah. and whoever corrects for that fatigue, whoever contracts for how everyone is going to play uh, with, you know, a lowered level of, uh, of efficiency is going to be able to win this match. So Rin goes into packing it back and forth, passing it back and forth with to Tokamitsu, the, apo- the apologetic buff guy, very funny character. Uh, Love how just, like, he's sorry about it. I mean, we've talked about it before, but he's just very buff um, and very uh, uh, cowardly. And Isagi is now realizing there's a thing he overlooked, which is that Tokamitsu is so fit, he has unlimited stamina. So this leads to Rin getting it to Tokamitsu. Tokamitsu's gonna shoot. Uh, Chigiri and Baro tackle him in desperation. They both get yellow cards. And Tokamitsu's like, I'm sorry, all I got was a free kick. Uh, which I also thought was funny. Yeah, uh, and that team wide's is going to form a wall. Um, Isagi and Chigiri are in the wall, and Isagi in this in le- standing in the wall, uh, holding their nuts as soccer players do. He's trying to figure out what Rin's move is going to be. Like, is he going to pass or is he going to shoot it? This leads to Rin taking a topspin shot that goes over Isagi's head, and Isagi didn't jump because he was indecisive, right? He was, that's how I read it. He just like, wasn't sure what was going to happen, so he didn't end up jumping, even though Chigiri jumps. Exactly, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and Toshi's like, you were wondering if it's was going to pass or shoot when shoot was always the only option. And Team Red is up four to three. Uh, but Chira sees these two monsters on either team. They're listening to their own egos, and he realizes he can't catch up to them. And that's pretty much the episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot, of just back and forth. A lot of thinking about what to do next. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, a lot of reacting and reacting to reactions and reacting to reactions, reactions. You know, it's just it's so many layers, so many layers of uh, you know, again, you might, just gamesmanship.
0: You, you might call that chain reactions.
2: Mm. Blue tab, blue tab. We're not there yet. No, <laughs> there is a little additional time in this episode. Yeah. Uh, which is this Nico the Bengus guy teaming up with Tsurugi, uh, who's a dumb guy with glasses. You know, we, we talked about it before, but one of my favorite things in comedy, just someone who's stupid but is wearing glasses. It's great. I don't know why that's such a good joke. It's very funny. When Homer puts on glasses, it's funny. When Denji and <laughs> Power put on glasses, it's very funny.
1: <laughs> just even the mention of Homer with glasses got me yeah, good. So, it's, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> because he does like a smart guy voice but he sounds like a fucking idiot. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> Ooh, I'm being smart. It's also just like such a
2: dumb guy thing to think like putting glasses on makes me smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it,
1: yeah, it's it's gr- it's great. Comedically very good. It's co yeah. it's like glasses are coded to be intelligence. Yeah. Uh it's great.
2: I love it. Uh, so yeah, they they have this whole uh, that Surugi is basically like this guy orders around me, me around I can win and look cool. Has a bunch of malapropisms in here. Um, it's a it's a good
1: little good little skit. Uh, any other thoughts on this episode? Nothing about nothing about this one. I feel like of the two, the next one is the one that has like more in yeah. it. I think. Yeah, they're
2: also kind of of a piece. I feel like they yes. kind of a kind of it, it worked out well the way this this particular episode of the podcast is paired out because both these episodes are closely related yeah definitely so we're continuing the 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 same sort of thing that we had in the previous episode uh so we we had had isagi and chigiri were in the wall isagi didn't jump Rinatoshi scored over isagi now baro is mad because he wasn't in the wall he's like if i was in the wall i would have jumped but isagi is like he only shot there because it was me if it was you he would have known you were gonna jump and he wouldn't have taken that shot and Asagi thinks that just, like, this knowledge generally gives him the advantage. So the game resumes. Baro has Asagi following him with the ball. Uh, he can't get free past the brick wall of Tokamitsu. Tokamitsu keeps apologizing. Isagi passes them. Baro sees that he was being used by Asagi as a decoy yet again. Then Bachira gets up on Asagi. Isagi does a 1-2 pass with Nagi. Isagi sees borrow is free, but knows that Rin knows that, so instead he sends a long ball into a clearing where Chigiri can reach it with his speed. I feel like this play-by-play, if you're not l- following the anime... And I know some yeah. of the people, we, we know because people write in that they are they're, they're li- they listen to the show, but they aren't watching this. They listen to our show, but they aren't watching Blue Lock. This just feels like nonsense at this point. Like, how is this at all comprehensible? Yeah. We're giving is- this play-by-play of all this soccer action that is largely taking place in like what moves they're calculating not to do within their own heads.
0: I feel like if you're the kind of person who listens to sports on radio, though, that you could follow something like this. I guess so. You know, Isagi passes to... Uh, Isagi's looking down the field, but he uh, he sees that Chigiri is open. But if he passes to Chigiri, he knows that Rin is on the ball, so he's got to make a decision here. Like it's like it's kind of like that,
1: and like I I could see that. I could I, I do yeah. I definitely see what Heather's saying there, and also I see what Nick's saying because so much of the movement and so much of the the action that's taking place is so directly tied to the drama. And the right. like, and like that stuff is like harder to communicate without the play by play. Yeah. Okay. So we were uh, we we're at uh, that that uh,
2: Rin sends a long ball into a clearing. Chigiri is going to be able to reach that with his speed. And Isagi uses the chaos of everyone getting position for a pass from Chigiri to make a run for himself, a diagonal run to get free near the goal, which leads to Chigiri to pass it back to him. Rin anticipated that, so he puts himself so he's going to block Asagi's direct shot, which is his direct shot is one of his weapons. But this was all Asagi's plan. Who shoots a heel kick goal, which looks awesome to tie it four four.
0: Yeah, looks fucking great. Very cool. Does that is that a thing that they can do?
2: I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard of a heel kick goal. I mean, that must be it. Must be physically legal. possible. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Bicycle kick, another one that I know like is a thing that exists, but I don't know how often that happens in a game.
1: It yeah. is. It's funny that there are like trick kicks. Yes. Like that you can do, and people are like, "Oh, that he's doing that type of kick." Whereas, like, I guess there's like kind of for, there's like a fastball in baseball, right? There's like a a curveball. You can do tricks. It's not that a, blows it's, my mind too, yeah. though. That you can do
2: you can do tricks like throwing a ball.
1: Yeah. You think there's one way to do it, and they're like, "Actually, here's my trick." It's like I hold the ball this way, like I put my fingers
2: here on the ball, yeah. and then I throw my. I move my arm like this, and then the ball's going to do some crazy shit in the air, this fucking trick. Check out this trick. You that, ever say pool tricks, too? Pool tricks are crazy. Yeah.
1: Freaking humans are crazy, dude.
2: I don't mean like die. I'm not talking about like a high dive. I'm talking about like billiards. I'm talking about no, like a dude y- doing a-
1: Yeah, like uh, I knew exactly what you meant. Like Just like yeah. when somebody's like, okay, if I hit this fucking ball, this white ball- um, in this particular spot, it's going to send that one flying, and then these other ones are going to go crazy, and they're all going to go in at the same time or whatever. That's crazy shit. I don't know how they do that. I can barely walk sometimes. I spent so much time playing billiards in like
2: just the billiards mini games in both Yakuza and Persona, mm-hmm. and it's like I guess that was a good use of my time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you get, well, you once get we start, out of it. once we start going down that road, it's yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it gets tough. Uh, <laughs> I'd stop there. So, okay, so Barrow's like, wow, were you able to see all this? He's kind of like, you know, was this all part of your plan? Asagi's basically like, you're goddamn right it was. Uh, I was going to take the shot, but I anticipated Itoshi seeing it, so I gambled. And Baro's pissed off. He's like, we would have lost if you'd failed that. Then we'd have left the field wide open for them. Mm-hmm. But Chigiri's like, this is the only way to beat. Rid kind of has Isagi's back. This leads to Bachira. Bachira is self-reflecting at this point. He wanted to find other players who had monsters because that's the whole thing that drives him. He's had this monster since he was a kid. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I don't know if I have enough to keep up with the alpha dogs, Isagi and Itoshi. Uh, So, okay. So Rin Itoshi tells Team Red to give everything they've got on the next goal because this one's going to decide the match. Uh, It's knotted up at 4-4. So Baro and Shigiri mark Tokimitsu aggressively. Tokimitsu sends it to Rin. Isagi tries to steal it, but Rin sends it to Aryu in the air. Nagi can't outleap Ryu, so he's like, okay, so I'll time my jump so he can steal it in midair, but then Ryu has the length to steal it back. Ryu passes it to the free Bachira, and Bachira is like, this is a test. He asks his monster how he gets Isagi and Rin to notice him, but him being distracted lets Chigiri steal the ball and clear it. Nagi's oh, it, now it, wondering. It,
0: it, it, looked like, it looked like he was distracted there for a second, and we've got a surprise steal here. Nagi getting the ball back. What a, what a play!
1: Yeah.
2: Bachira seems perhaps uh, overly introspective for a second. Was mm-hmm. un- unable to focus on the game action. Bachira, uh, Bachira holding
0: steady. He's just standing on the field. It feels like four or five <laughs> minutes have gone by. He's just standing and remembering something.
2: Nagi is taunting Bachira. He's like, are you trying to throw the game? Because I don't even know how like loaded this is. I don't know if he's just speaking like factually to him, because it seems like Nagi does that sometimes. But he's like, look, if we win, you're not going to get chosen. Like, you're not going to cho- advance if you lose. If you're trying to lose, that's the wrong strategy. I want Rin, and Asagi does too. So that's probably what's going to happen. And Bachira's like, I love these two geniuses. If I lose, I won't have the chance to play with either of them. So Team White has the ball at this point. Borrow and Asagi passing back and forth to try and score. But Chira doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to lose his friends, doesn't want to lose football. And so he has a flashback, and there is this quote that you talked about last episode, Heather, uh, about your true inner voice. And this one gets called back at this point.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's such a good quote that they brought it back, and I didn't know they were going to when I saw it the first time, and I was like, God, that quote's a banger. Yeah. And sure enough, it, it banged so loud that it echoed throughout the episodes.
1: Yep.
2: There's that mom, painting on her canvas... Oof. Talking about your true inner voice now. People usually abandon it. Forget that it even existed. Uh, Bachira trusts his true inner voice. He gets up, and he gets up on Asagi to force him to pass. Chigiri gets it. He passes it to Nagi. He passes it to Asagi for a shot, which Rin blocks. Then Bachira gets the ball and tells his monster not to come out, because while looking for his monster, he's lost touch of his own voice. I'll admit that all this monster stuff is starting to confuse me here. Cause I thought the monsters were good. I thought people wanted the yeah. monsters inside them. And now we're at the point where Pachira is like, my mon- my own monster is a distraction, so I gotta get away from my monster. I can't go any further with my monster.
1: I, I had a similar thought because I was like, oh, like I thought the monster was like helping you be good at soccer, but yeah, I can see how if your monster is a particular focus, right? Like you're like um if your monster is being able to um like be in somebody's blind spot or whatever that could be good when it's good, but it could also maybe be an impediment when you're trying to see everything else too like it i I feel like sometimes your monster could get in the way of the rest of it, maybe maybe that's what we're trying they're trying to say
0: i I think that Bachira is the one who brings up the concept of monsters mhm, mm. So I think, but you're figuring out something different about monsters and the concept of it here in real time is kind of, I don't know, I like it. It's interesting.
2: Wait, is that true? Is he the first mention? Is that the first mention of the monster?
0: Yeah. He's back like, in like
2: episode two? Yeah.
0: He's like, you've got a monster inside here, just like oh, me. Oh, okay. So that's like the way he's articulated his relationship to soccer. So I I, I dug it. I dug it.
2: I I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said it was a little confused. Well, I I dug it. But uh, anyway, so Bachira is visualizing his monster next to Asagi. He can't stop looking for his monster. He's a little annoyed by it. Uh, At Blue Log, Asagi was kind of like, oh, Asagi kind of became my monster, and I couldn't play without him. But now I need to break free from from my monster to hear my own voice again. So the monster is like, pass it to Tokamitsu. But Bachira instead is like, I'm going to get super aggressive. And he nutmegs Asagi and keep, keeps the ball. Then the monster's like, pass it to Aryu. Aryu's right there. Look, he's glam. He's free. But Bachira instead, double nutmeg, Chigiri. Then Baro gets in his way, triple nutmeg. I do like how excited they are by the double and yeah, triple nutmeg. Yeah. Yep. Then Bachira is cut off by Nagi, surrounded by two other defenders. He sees Rin is free. Bachira does, but Asagi sees that Rin is free, and he blocks off his outlet pass. So Asagi is like, Bachira is the final piece I need to devour to beat Rin. Bachira starts playing, you know, Bachira, again, is just going back to, like, what made him love soccer in the first place. He's playing a little bit more joy. Uh, He's playing, like, the moves he had when he fell in love with the game. He gets past Nagi. He thanks his monster. He bids him farewell, and he takes a shot. And the episode ends as Asagi shows up to stop the shot. He anticipated
1: Bachira would go it alone. So there we go. That in a way, like it's we're at a spot in the game, right, where we're or in the show even where we're learning about all these other characters. When when Isagi stopped that shot, I felt so bad for um for Bachira. Because I was like, oh, he's like gonna play soccer. He's because he, they ramp you up with this whole thing, like he's gonna finally play soccer the way he wants to play soccer. It's his whole thing, and then he just comes in. He's like, no, you're fucking not. Yeah, I mean,
2: are we gonna be set up for Isagiu's team winning the next game and then not picking Bachira? Is that where we're headed? I don't know. I don't know. I would I would have thought it unthinkable, but maybe I, it's gonna happen.
0: I think maybe he's gonna choose Bachira because he's because the only reason he is where he is in the field. Is because he believed in Bachira.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he, he could, at the end of this round, be like, Bachira, I choose you because I know what you're capable of. And it's so much more than you think you're capable of.
2: He also has the point where, it would, towards the end of the episode, where he's like, Bachira is the final piece I need to devour. Yeah. So he's just like, you know, even though he's thinking of the context of, of being on the rival team at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, any other thoughts on the, the the meat of this episode?
1: Juicy really good uh i'm i i can't believe we only have one more episode of the podcast with of, of this show with of blue lock and only two more episodes uh, of blue lock to watch now
2: who, who knows what's going to happen we're going to find out uh the additional time for this episode are you's arbitrary glam battle this is fun i like are you uh the he's classifying things as glam or not glam he sees the way that Itoshi is drinking water. It's like, that's sexy. That's glam. He's insecure because Toshi is like effortlessly glam. But then he sees Rin just kind of sit on the bed and he's like, wait, I have a, this rolling goodnight bed mount that's much more glam. Bids you, bid you glam
0: night. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's cute. He is, uh, for those of you who've seen both series, he's a Utena character. Just straight mm-hmm. up pulled from that show and dropped off in this one. There's a there's a point in that show where guys are driving and they their shirts come unbuttoned and they're oh, just yeah. like ah oh, with their bare chests out to the wind and it happens over and over and over again on multiple episodes. That's who this guy reminds me of.
2: I know it. I'll be weebin next episode. <laughs>
1: oh, I was gonna say I'm like trying to see if it's on Crunchyroll right now.
0: Uh I mean that you have to there's a we could watch, if you want a show where you have a lot to talk about, Utana almost makes Evangelion blush.
2: Uh I'm into checking it out. I've heard a lot about it. I've never actually watched it. Yeah. Uh we'll 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 definitely have uh some some discussion in terms of what series we're gonna tackle next. There's certainly some Stuff that's a little bit more topical. There's also some classics we could go to, and we talked about doing some movies. We're going to figure all that out. Well, that's Blue Talk episodes 21 and 22. Uh, Nick, don't you mean Blue Lock? I'm so embarrassed. Let's edit. Look, can we edit this out? Because I'm going to be so embarrassed when this comes out. Dude, I can't. I already used them all. Oh, my God. For the year. I guess we're locked into this, and... Blue locked, locked into more it. Like, yeah, or uh, into it more like, yeah, Blue talked into it, more like,
1: according to you, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> We're talking
2: your thoughts on episodes 19 and 20, Dancing Boy and Super Link Up Play, here on Chain Reactions Presents Blue Lock. Oh no, I did it the other way. Nick,
1: come on. Blue it's always when we say we don't have enough time that we, got, we start going crazy. Blue blue it's lock. blue talk.
2: We're doing blue talk.
1: Blue talk. Blue talk. Blue talk. Blue, 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 blue talk. Lock. Blue talk. Blue <laughs> talk. Blue talk. All
2: right, let's get some. Let's get some listener thoughts, Matt. You could
1: anyone listening to this? You could never accuse us of never having a fucking blast. We're always having the time <laughs> of our fucking lives, and it's proof. In a little mistake like that, just having a little cheeky fun with our friends. I also um, think it's evidence that we don't write these. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> well. Uh, maybe or for maybe you a sketch? good writer, but uh, for for me yeah, this is this is about <laughs> this is not the par. Um, hmm. That's on really page kind. eight, Thank Nick makes so a mistake. That was really nice. Hey, a, a great writer. I didn't even go <laughs> oh, far shit. far enough. Wow. Okay, wow. I'll
0: take it. Here we you go. You know that Weiger used to be my boss. it's
1: well, true? I mean,
2: kind he... of. Not really. Can you uh, imagine that dynamic? A broken clock's right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh no uh, a dream team come on uh this one's from alex hi alex what's up Alex? i told my friend who is much more versed in anime to watch the show and three days later he was like okay i watched all of it let me know how far you are so i know what we can talk about wow the fuck very bingeable big dog that's big dog that's bde for sure big dog energy that's what that means right
2: that is big dog energy yeah very much so yeah like the t-shirts they should, oh. that, that's one they should make. Yeah, I got BDE, big
1: dog energy. <laughs> that, Nick, get to the fucking printing press <laughs> pronto. I'm buying a hundred of those and they throwing must... them out my car on the fucking 101. <laughs> <laughs> those shirts, always funny. Yeah, I love them. I'm surprised there wasn't like a big dog like animated series on like Spike. That's a great pitch, honestly. I feel like you could do like if they
2: were a, a willing to have give you a little leeway with the license, you could ha- you could take the piss out of it a little bit. That could absolutely yeah. be an adult swim show. I got I'm the looking perfect
1: voice for big dog too.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Jim Belushi. Pretty good. Come um,
1: on, he's the guy.
2: I've got a I've got some big dog t shirts. I've got this the, t- the tab open right now. Uh, this one says, "Grandpas are dads without rules." Big dogs.
1: It f- okay, Look, that's an episode, babe.
2: Uh, I love a good pole dance, and he's fishing, and this... the, the fish is wiggling.
1: This it, they're all good. You're not gonna find one that's a stinker.
2: It seems like they're very much marketing towards the retiree set because a lot of these are like grandpa and like fishing and you know vacation specifics. This one is I'm retired, but I work full time is a
1: pain in the ass. Oh my god. I do love I do love T-shirts that are uh, marketed toward grandpa. Um, yeah, it's great. It's such, it's such a narrow um, market. Not everyone's yeah. a grandpa, you know what I mean? Uh, but grandpas have I mean. disposable income. That's true. Well, they're, they're dads with no rules. And they got senses of humor, too. Every grandpa's funny. Yeah. Uh, you ever see that bad grandpa? That guys. Not great at being a grandpa, but great at making me laugh. Honestly, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like I'm not fucking joking. That movie it's very is fucking funny. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville a king. Yeah. Um, that was
0: uh that was th- I did a week of uh, punch-ups on that movie. Ah,
1: hmm, and wow. um, no wonder it's so funny. A great writer punch so punchups on it.
0: Thank you. Uh it was the most starstruck I've ever been in my entire life.
1: Yeah, I bet. Like
0: like I'm in the room with Tom Hanks and I'm like, yeah, it's Hanks. But I was in the room with Knoxville and I was like, oh my god, it's Johnny Knoxville. Holy fucking shit. Just be cool. Just be cool. Hey, what if you farted like in a in a in a target?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Makes me laugh. I'm look, that's that's a home run pitch. Yeah. (laughs) Make him do anything. I'm fucking there. He's the funny. He's so funny. Um, he's incredible. And uh, from all accounts, a, a nice, kind man. Yeah, uh, he is. He is. Which is just, which you love to hear it. Um, this one is from, this one's from Brian Southwell. Hi, Brian. And this is what Brian wrote Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue talk. Uh, just a little quick one there. Uh, this one's from Peep My Meeps. That was the whole comment? That was the whole comment. Wow. It's just was it, it sub- was it was it just in a standard
2: font? To do, did do we do a subscript or something? Wait, what? Uh, no,
1: no no subscript. Um, it's just spelled out blue, like the color blue, and then T A W K, and got it. It's got three hearts. Thank you, Brian. More hearts than uh, <laughs> any of our posts <laughs> um, on the on the Patreon here. It's really uh, good. This next one is Peep My Meeps. What's up, Peep? Uh, peep, beep, beep, uh. I was skeptical when we started the show, didn't think it would be for me. Then after episode one, I watched straight from through to episode 20, which at that (laughs) moment was everything available on Country Roll, and the next day told everyone I knew to stop whatever they were doing to go watch Blue Lock. I've been waiting forever. Now for Get anime to catch up because I'm an addict that's been craving my next fix. I love Chigiri. Heather and Matt are cool. Wow. Thanks, Pete. My Meat. That's an
2: interesting subset of our listenership is people who- are way ahead, like, binge the whole series and are waiting to catch, like, and not, they're not watching along. They're waiting for us to catch up to them. It's an interesting... It's hard,
0: it's hard yeah. to dole out these episodes to yourself like uh, vitamins every
1: day. It is. Yeah, and if you don't take vitamins, what do you... Come on. I think just by by, you know replicating the
2: structure of a reality show in a fictional format like i think this is part of there, there's something compelling to that structure which is why those competitive competition shows do so well and are such an enduring format and then you know just it, it, but it's not used in in fiction all that often um and uh, i think i don't know that's, that's clearly a big part of its appeal or why, why it hooks people
1: even skeptics it's it's got it's got that it's got that that x factor you know maybe the show itself has a monster and it's it's mm. its monster is uh hooking people into watching it being watched interestingly,
2: the show x factor did not have the x factor it got cancelled
1: and that's i, I wonder that's, if that's there's tough stuff
0: i wonder if there's like a mathematical equation that will allow you to create content content. That everybody will like, no matter what they are predisposed to enjoying, simply mm. because of the way it's structured. I wonder if there's like a. I sound like an alien here, but I wonder if there's. No, like you a, sound
1: like somebody that makes uh, TV currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like
0: I, I, I just I feel like there's got to be a way that you could create. No, I guess not everybody likes a pop song, though. Hmm.
2: There will know. always be ha- there will always be haters. There's no yeah. way to get to please absolutely everybody, yeah. but you know no if if anyone's come close to cracking that formula across demographics and across culture, it's James Cameron. I mean, that's yeah. like, true. He yeah, like, true. He's the guy who just like don't bet against that that motherfucker because he'll he'll deliver.
1: And Netflix kind of did that when they created House of Cards,
2: right? Like they took- that was big too. Yeah, I they- watched it because I wanted to see you know this guy playing a PS Vita. Talking about barbecue.
0: You know what's interesting about what you just said about James Cameron is the dude loves anime.
1: He does love anime. Do you think he's seen Blue Lock, or is he too close to right now? I think he's uh, he's,
0: yeah, (laughs) the blue beyond, yeah, the great depths, ghosts (laughs) of the abyss.
1: (laughs) There's no water in this shit. Well, even the Navi themselves are blue. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I I I'm counting the days until I can watch. Avatar The Way of Water again. Uh, I can't wait to see it again. Um, Great movie. This is the last one here. Mobile Suit Bajera. Bajera? Does that mean anything to you, Heather? Mobile Suit Bajera? Bajera.
2: What? Are they trying to say Bachira? Mobile
1: Suit Bachira? Here's here's how I know they're not. Yeah. Their comment is about Bachira and they spell out Bachira. How do they say. What, how do you spell
2: baguera? Bagera? B A G E R A. B A G E R A.
0: Bagera.
2: B E
1: G A R A. B E B-E or B A? B A G E R A. B A G E R A. What? Wait. B A <laughs> yeah.
0: e... No. B A G E.
1: <laughs> yes. What? Bag Era. Like Bag, bag Era. Bag era b a g e r a mobile suit
0: no, i don't know what this means
1: I feel like us repeating it over and over again is activating somebody somewhere
0: yeah somebody sure. somebody <laughs> who's listening is like first off it's b a g e r a what can that just b a g e r and then and then the other person is like, How could she not know it? she's seen so much Gundam I don't know there's I don't a big what the fuck that means
2: there's a big character from the jungle book. A panther. That's probably what it is. It's that's probably, probably what it is. Okay, got it. It's probably
1: that <laughs> and Gundam, like sort of like a, a Transformers Beast Wars, yeah, ty- ty- uh, type of thing. Which, by the way, I can't wait to see it. Wow. Um, you know what? I can't wait to see
2: next week's finale episodes twenty three and twenty four, which we are going to be talking about, and we're going to be hearing your responses to episodes. 21 and 22 which we just discussed so check that out check it out why don't you and hey if you have a comment that doesn't make sense that's maybe just three words in sequence one of them made up what we'll, we'd like feel free to comment we would love well, to. we'll read it
1: on the show well here's the thing i didn't even read their comment <laughs> i only read their name wait that was it it, the, that was their name. I didn't read. I their thought comment. that was their
2: comment. I thought no. that was their comment. That's why I was trying to figure it out.
1: No, it was what it was their their name.
2: Oh well, that's why I was so confused. I was like, why would someone comment that? If it's just that, it could just be their name, and that's fine.
1: Look, it's possible Maybe their name's Bagheera and too. It just said mobile suit Bagera.
2: That's fine. If I if you if I wrote mobile suit Weiger as my username, people would be what the fuck is we'd, that?
1: N- we'd litigate that for twenty minutes easily. Yeah. <laughs> but if, <laughs> but that's very different from that being my comment. Yeah. All right, what was this what was this person's comment? Uh is it any wonder Bachira is a weirdo when his mom described pursuing your passion in life as quote, listening to the monster inside you. Everyone is menaced by a force that drives them to alienate others to drive them to greatness. If people aren't listening, it's because if people aren't listening to theirs, it's because they're lame. End quote.
2: It is Yeah, it I is, mean that's a it's quite a mom. It's an alpha mom.
0: That's like what my mom said to me.
1: It's true I feel like My mom If you asked her To her face She would have been She would say That she always told me To follow my dreams um, And then To me personally She'd be like You should go work For Amazon <laughs> Like when I didn't Have a job She's like They yes. pay people Good money I was like That's I'd honestly rather Like do Like anything else Yeah No disrespect It's yeah. not for me
2: yeah, I'm with you. I mean, disrespect to Amazon as a corporation. Yeah,
1: no disrespect to the workers. Uh Yes, 100%. And uh, I hope someday they have the the means to seize the uh, the means of production. Uh but that's that's another podcast. That's another podcast. That's Matt gets political. Yeah, that's it's right. A different Patreon. Yeah. Matt Matt uh regurgitates uh socialist things he heard. <laughs>
2: <the>
1: podcast. <laughs> Uh, all right, next week, 23, 24. luck, the
2: time is luck and the time has come. The time has come to wrap up this episode. You got animated.
1: Boom.) <laughs>